We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around, or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good afternoon. Welcome to this Thursday edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Bunkley, and we are part of the Salem Media Group joining you this afternoon be with you for the next three hours and it has certainly been a very interesting well 24 hours we've got a lot to talk about this afternoon but i think for most of us who are followers of christ who have a christian worldview who understand very clearly the the strategic deterioration of our country, of our values, of our way of life, and the absolute void in many aspects of American life corporately and certainly individually in the areas of character and in integrity. I know that if you're like me, There's a certain amount of frustration that's in the land today, and that frustration has a lot to do with what we see unfolding before our eyes each and every day. Last night, we had a vice presidential debate, Salt Lake City. Vice President Mike Pence, California Senator Kamala Harris, and I don't know about you, but it was a a very frustrating event for me in a couple of areas. Number one, let's talk about the Presidential Debate Commission, because we've got a lot to talk about. Some of this will spill over into the second hour for sure, but those of us who have been taught biblical principles in the character in the area of character and integrity you know our our senses our senses are aroused for sure when we experience different events in our lives and as i 
wrote for today something to think about, my thoughts about last night's debate. We all have various opinions, and uh, we form various opinions all throughout the day on people, places, things, etc., etc. And last night, it is amazing how distrustful the distrust and the untruthfulness of, in my opinion, the Presidential Debate Commission. One of the things that frustrated me last night was the the structure and the way the debates are carried out by the Presidential Debate Commission. Now, they claim to be nonpartisan. Let me assure you, it is nothing. It is, there's nothing about it that is nonpartisan. It is an organization that operates within the beltway of Washington, D.C., and they are part of the liberal elite, uh, a part of so much of the infrastructure in D.C., that really doesn't care about the people. They really care about their agenda. If you were following me on Facebook or Twitter at Bill Bunkley last night, happened to see my my Facebook post or my or my tweet, my frustration was that there's a lot of issues And there's a lot of lies going on with the most important issues of our day. But we as the people of the United States of America, as we have this technological ability to watch a live debate, I feel like it is so manipulated as to what you and I are allowed to hear. Now, I'm the first to recommend that that you should not be watching the news all day, dealing with it all day, but let me just say this. We know what the Biden campaign has been spending and promoting. Quite frankly, we know what the Trump campaign has been promoting and spending Uh, reference to their platform. So when we get together for a debate, I think it's disingenuous that about all you can get in an hour and a half is about the restatement of what is already pretty much out in the news. So I ask you what is missing. And what is missing, I think, is designed to not be available by design. Last night, the rules should have allowed taking an extra step. First of all, if you're going to have that many issues you're going to cover, and the more issues the better, you need at least two hours. We've had two-hour debates. Two-hour debates are good debates. But in that debate... 
last night on both sides. But particularly there was a sensitivity, I think, with Mike Pence, given what happened in the first debate. I mean, we're not stupid, are we? I mean, we saw we saw bias by the moderator of the first debate and last night. How can we expect any any different because the Presidential Debate Commission, again, certainly is left of center with the philosophy of the people who are involved with that quote-unquote mechanism for the debates. They are going to go to journalists. And journalists, in today's culture, for you to find a conservative-leaning journalist that hasn't been identified as a homophobe or any of those titles that the left likes to bestow on anybody who's a conservative or a a Christ-following Christian worldview, you see those biases. But last night, just when the two candidates were getting ready to drill down and to challenge each other, the moderator step was always stepping in because it was only two minutes to cut off the real discussion, to cut off the, the environment of really going deep. You know, what you've been hearing today probably a lot, or you're seeing online if you have been following this, is the, the industry called fact-checking. How many times did Mike Pence avoid answering a question? How many times did Kamala Harris uh, commit the, um, the faux pas? Uh, the deliberate, uh, either one you want to look at, of not answering uh, a debate question. And notice last night, do you know who the best fact checkers would be? I'm not going to trust most newspapers in their fact checking. Because you know what? If you really looked at an honest-to-goodness list of any kind of fact checking, and then look at what is presented to a reader or someone online, the video report, it's so very easy to cherry pick, to pick and choose. It's Look, all the questions, uh, there's going to be some questions that are not directly answered. But for most people, um, last night, they may not have watched the entire debate. They may have only watched 30 or 40 minutes, and then they went to bed. And I know that, quite frankly, we had a very, very exciting playoff game last night where uh, the home team uh, was basically in a home run derby, uh, the Rays against the Yankees. I mean, they, they were slamming them. So people are in and out. So how do you get your news? You get your news later that night or the next day. And you're deciding how that debate went because someone told you their opinion, and then you end up just voicing that. And some of you will talk about a debate you didn't even watch. But you know what's, getting back to my main point, my main point is 
I don't trust waking up the next day and having anybody tell me through fact-checking or anything for me to understand the issue in the debate. What I saw last night, you want to have some good fact-checking? You allow the two candidates to go back and forth. When Mike Pence heard something that he thought was not accurate from Kamala Harris, well, then he wanted to go back and he wanted to drill down point by point by point. He was allowed to do that a few occasions, but then basically, and he was also chastised again because the moderator is in control here, Houston. And the same thing with Kamala Harris. A true debate would let the let, let the moderator try, and, and by the way, call the moderator out. You let us know what the moderator's uh, marching orders are specifically because I think it would have been much better that when Kamala Harris said something and then you would give Joe Biden an opportunity to respond. Then you would allow Kamala Harris to respond to what Joe Biden said and let that go back and forth a couple of rounds as long as there's new revelations, new quotes, dates of when, uh, for instance, uh, the the big whopper last night was, uh, we're not in support of fracking. Well, there's all sorts of video um, evidence by both Kamala Harris and Biden uh, that they support fracking. There's other issues where the president has said something, and then that's not what the position. My point is, we don't need to just hear the headlines for an hour and a half. Let them drill down. That's how you and I will learn where the real truth is. Because Proverbs tells us, when you hear one person, it sounds pretty good, until you hear the person on the other side of the issue. And once you hear those go back and forth, guess what? You can make a decision. That's what's lacking in the presidential debates. 877-943-9673. I'll be right back. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. Two years ago, I wrote of Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's approach to judicial appointees who will respect America's founding document, saying that it was not an overstatement that the leader had saved the Constitution as we know it. With the successful confirmation of Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court, McConnell will complete the effort of repairing a great breach in the Constitution that began a half century ago when the left commandeered the courts for the purposes of legislating from the bench instead of applying the law from there. Much consequential legislation has been passed during McConnell's tenure, but it's the three new Supreme Court justices and, so far, 53 appeals court judges that mark McConnell's contribution to the nation. In the 19th century, Henry Clay, the great Kentuckian, was called the great compromiser. Today, we ought to be referring to Leader McConnell as the great constitutionalist. I'm Hugh Hewitt. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. When everything is changing, you need a store that's a constant. A store that has the brands your family loves and the value that you need. A store where you can stock up, pick up, and drive up. A store that's close to home and feels like home. A store that puts the health and safety of you and your family above all else. And a store that's always here to help. At Kohl's, we don't know what next year will look like. We just know that we'll be here for you no matter what. 
Kohl's. Here today, here to stay. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Hi, I'm Sandra. And I'm Catherine. And we are so excited to be able to continue with our radio show, Vacation Nation Radio, on Faith Talk 570 and 910. Vacation Nation Radio is where we celebrate all the great places that await you on your next getaway. And isn't it about time for another one of those? Don't miss a moment. Of Vacation Nation Radio. Saturday mornings at 7. On Faith Talk AM 570 and 910. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. Oh, my God will never fail. Hey, we're back. We are going to see a victory. And God does not fail. And in last night's debate, this presidential contest, a lot of more injustices that we'll have to observe as witnesses and and we'll be frustrated. But God is in control all the way to the finish line, not only in the presidential race, but in all other aspects of life. Our phone line is open at 877-943-9673. Coming up in just a moment, bottom of the hour, you don't want to miss this interview. I'm going to have back with us this afternoon Bishop Harry R. Jackson, Jr. And uh, the bishop, I tell you what, he is one of the most enlightened African-American pastors who is really in touch with the steps that need to be taken in this country, not only about racial reconciliation, but what the Bible has to say about so many related issues. And uh, he's written a book that I want to talk about. I think it's a must-read, especially for those of you who are knowing that we need to go as a country and as an individual into a into a sincere repentance on our knees, a a sincere restoration, both personally and publicly, and that the divisions that are in this country today, it is Christians, Orthodox Christians, uh, who need to lead the way to the future and the culture that is outlined in our Holy Scriptures. He's written a book called A Manifesto, Christian America's Contract with Minorities. And I've told you many times, when we're absent with the body, present with the Lord, we know that he's preparing a place for us. For most of you listening today, wherever you're going to be living in heaven, in the place that he's prepared, when you're out and about, it's going to look a whole lot different than the neighborhood you live in today for most of us. And I'm going to tell you that it is going to be such a mix of uh, people of different skin pigments and from different uh, uh, continents around the globe. And um, remember that our life here on earth is a preparation for our life in heaven. And I'm excited about engaging this issue. Uh, I have not uh, run across a more thought-out plan 
for where we've been in this country with uh, the racial divides, the slavery, the, the discrimination, and um, what God would have us to do to move in the future. That's coming up in just a moment, Bishop Jackson. Now, next hour, we're going to have from Pepperdine University, Dr. Robert Kaufman, and uh, he's an expert on political science. We'll be talking about the uh, the debate last night between Mike Pence and Kamala Harris. We'll also be talking about this nonsense about uh, the Presidential Commission unilaterally uh, ambushing the president this morning by telling him that, uh, hey, we're just going to do the next debate in Miami on a virtual basis. Well, you only have to think about that for a skinny minute to know uh, all the agendas behind that that uh, would certainly be against um, uh, the president. So we'll talk about that. Um, And uh, we're also going to have the third hour. If you have been dealing with personal anxiety or personal worry, especially brought on by the COVID-19 in March, or you've just been dealing with this ongoing for a long time, we have a Josh uh, Weedman who's a pastor and an author, and he's written a new book. And the book is called The End of Anxiety, The Biblical Prescription for Overcoming Fear, Overcoming Worry, Overcoming Panic. He'll be with us during the third hour. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. A couple of thoughts I wanted to share with you, especially about these debates. I've said this before, but I did something that I don't necessarily usually do. When I watch a debate, and this is what I suggest to you, if a debate is scheduled for 9 o'clock, and I'm a little bit partial, if you're going to listen to any pre-debate discussion, I suggest that if we have one scheduled on our sister stations, AM 830, uh, AM 930, uh, AM 830 is the answer here in Tampa Bay, AM 930 is our answer station, Braden, Sarasota. Uh, we Last night we had uh, our national talk show host on for a bit talking about the debate. But, but I want you to try this for the next debate, if there is a next debate. Other than just listening to our folks, because, yeah, we, we, we've got a slant on this, but nowhere near what you're going to hear for the hour before the debate, if you're listening to CNN, if you're listening to uh, MSNBC, if you're listening to Fox News, any of them. If you really want to have a debate experience where God can speak to you through the debate, watch nothing like last night, watch nothing about the debate up until 9 o'clock. Now, for me, uh, we have Bay News Spectrum in our home, and if you are fortunate to be able to have cable, and your cable package includes C-SPAN, I know on Spectrum, it's channel 175. I would just turn on 175 or turn on C-SPAN, Once the debate is getting underway, don't listen to any of the opinions that come before that on C-SPAN or any of the channels. Watch that debate and watch it on C-SPAN. And when it gets over, last night it was over at 1030, 
turn the TV set off. And you just ask God to give you wisdom based on what you heard. And there's probably two or three or four issues that are the most important to you. And always listen very carefully. Don't do the foolish things. Who cares if there's a fly that landed on Mike Pence's uh, silver white hair? Yeah, we had smirks. We had all sorts of other things that we formed opinions. And unfortunately, most of America is forming opinions about the presidential level and the vice presidential level on a whole lot of things that exclude the issues. But last night I watched, I'm just going to tell you, I watched the panelists right after the debate last night. And I mean to tell you, that was just, uh, by and large, a pretty dysfunctional deal. If you were a liberal on that panel, Kamala Harris hit the the moon. If you were a panelist for Mike Pence, he hit the moon. And everybody, like the politicians, are playing to their base. And that accomplishes nothing. Hey, follow the issues. Ask the Lord to enlighten you and to be informed. Not hypnotized. Coming up next, Bishop Harry R. Jackson, Jr. on his brand new book, A Manifesto, Christian America's Contract with Minorities. Don't go away. Very compelling segment. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Six people have been charged in federal court with plotting to kidnap Michigan Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer at her vacation home. Separately, seven more people have been charged with trying to get police or target the police and the Michigan Capitol building. The FBI said in a court filing that four had planned to meet on Wednesday to make a payment on explosives and exchange tactical gear. Louisiana bracing for a hurricane less than two months after an earlier hurricane devastated a southern swath of that state. Forecasters warning Hurricane Delta could blow ashore on Friday with winds of up to 105 miles per hour. They place most of Louisiana within Delta's path, including the area around Lake Charles. The city is under a mandatory evacuation order. The Dow had 111 points. Now the Nasdaq up 49. This is SRN News. Hey, here's a common question. What are you going to do with your life? What's next? For high school students, graduates, and working adults ready to learn new skills to start a new career or enhance their career, there's Salem Career Hub. Online at SalemCareerHub.com. Prepare for the next step in your education. Get connected with top-ranked online schools and leading skills-based short-term training programs like full-stack software development from the co-founder of Apple, Steve Wozniak, to online XR programs, teaching hands-on vocational courses for HVAC, welding, plumbing, facilities management, electricians, solar, and more, all at a special reduced Salem Career Hub price. Better your life through education. Our team of education professionals are available to help you Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time. Just call 866-711-6275, 866-711-6275, or visit 24-7 SalemCareerHub.com. Sunday mornings at 7.30, don't miss the crucified message with Dr. Tony Young, Jr. Let me remind you, that's the way you and I have acted toward God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, but not only that, he gives us life, he gives us health, strength, food, shelter, and clothing. The crucified message with Dr. Tony Young, Jr. Sunday mornings at 7.30. 
on Faith Talk AM 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com. Some kids never smile. They're embarrassed by their crooked teeth. They want braces like the other kids, but their families can't afford them. Some may even try to straighten their teeth themselves. That can make everything worse. Luckily, there's Donated Orthodontic Services, a program from the American Association of Orthodontists. It helps provide orthodontic treatment to kids and teens whose families can't afford it. For kids who apply, are approved, and are matched with a volunteer orthodontist, it can be life-changing. Their treatment is in the hands of an expert, a licensed local orthodontic specialist who improves their smiles by correctly aligning teeth and jaws. Some kids think they'll never smile again, but donated orthodontic services may help them smile with confidence. To link to the application and eligibility requirements, visit aaoinfo.org. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, tune in, iHeart, and at radio.com. Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk, AM 570 and AM 910. But you can also find encouragement on our Facebook page, WTBN AM 570 and 910. Streaming at letstalkfaith.com. Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here with Bill Bunkley Show. I uh, want to remind you that all of my recommendations for the 2020 general election are now online uh, right here for all of West Central Florida. So if you live in Hillsborough County, Pinellas, Pogue, Pasco, Manatee, Sarasota, you can go to our website at letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com, and uh, you can see every one of my recommendations for your county. It includes the, uh, the local elections. I'll uh, give you the briefing on the re- retention for our Supreme Court uh, members as well as the Second District Court of Appeals and uh, guidance on all the proposed Florida constitutional amendments. And remember, all of those recommendations come from a Christian worldview. Well, I want to tell you that uh, we're going to talk about an important subject by uh, a gentleman. I'm just so glad he's back with us. It's been a while. You know, one of the most segregated places in America happens on Sunday morning between 9 and about 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And that is our various uh, church assemblies, uh, not only throughout our area of Florida and around the nation. And I'm going to tell you that my next guest uh, has written a book. It's a book that's a very compelling book. It's called A Manifesto, Christian America's Contract with Minorities. And uh, I want to tell you that Bishop Harry R. Jackson, Jr. has really, really been led of the Lord in so many areas in this comprehensive roadmap to get us back together on God's plan. Now, he is an American Christian preacher as well as Pentecostal bishop who serves as a senior pastor at Hope Christian Church in Beltsville, Maryland, and as the presiding bishop of the International Communion of Evangelical Churches. He's also the founder and chairman of the High Impact Leadership Coalition, which is composed of ministers who actively promote socially conservative 
causes. Amen. And Bishop Jackson is also a co-founder of the Reconciled Church Initiative, which seeks to bring racial healing to the church and America. He's written several books dealing with uh, breaking through your destiny, uh, to your destiny, and, uh, you know, having to work through your life's most difficult assignments. He's co-authored with George Barna the book, uh, High Impact African American Churches, and also with Tony Perkins, Personal Faith and Public Policy. With that, Bishop Jackson, hey, thanks so much for being back with us. Hey, thank you so much, Bill, for having me. And uh, you and Salem Nationwide are a great asset uh, to the church and a great resource. So thank you. Well, I want to be a good resource to you and your work this afternoon because uh, this is just awesome. You know, when I look at this book, I tell you what, it is so well thought out. I want my audience to know that uh, you've got detail by detail. It's a roadmap based on the scriptures to take us to the place of unity that God designed and to, to for us to be able to have the hope in a future where we share God's standards. Now, Bishop. I got to tell you, I really related to you because interwoven in your t- in your ten chapters is a story of a young black African American with his brother and his family taking family vacations uh, in the car with uh, your mom and dad and extended relatives. I also, yes. my mother's from Missoula, Montana. My dad was right here in Tampa. Uh, we drove to Montana every summer. It was one oh week out, one week back. And I can relate to that little boy sitting in the back seat looking at the window as things went by. But I want to start off by this. You've helped me another step because what I was seeing and thinking about as a little boy, I see through your eyes in your book, you saw some much different things in terms of how you process that. Talk about what it was like growing up, African-American little boy, that has shaped your wisdom in writing the book, A Manifesto, Christian Americans contract with minorities? Well, one of the key things is regional differences and how far we've come. Now, I know we've got a crisis, Bill, um, and I know that Black Lives Matter as an organization is a Marxist group, but that cry for help that black lives need to be considered is a legitimate thing. And as you read in some of the chapters, you saw us going to the south from the north and being in a position that times we couldn't drive late at night because black folk had no hotel to stay on in, mm-hmm. or you'd be sitting wanting to go in and get some food, and uh, they wouldn't serve you. We've gone from lynchings, all that, to having a black president uh, of the United States in a relatively short time. So we made progress, but I did see that in these next couple years, we are going to have to shift to what are we going to do if we have a majority-minority country and we haven't paid the price to unify around a Christian worldview. Uh, We can no longer, and I'll close this opening statement with this, we can no longer let the white-led church 
be righteousness-driven with no justice conscience mm-hmm. in terms of all the atrocities that may still be happening. And then on the other hand, we can't have people just magnified injustices to the point that they align themselves with non-Christian agendas politically. And so our minority communities, black, Hispanic, and Asian, are in danger of aligning themselves with progressive ideologies that will hurt America and their own lives, and we are in danger of not exercising a bill the greatest voting block in the world. Quick way of saying it as I close this segment is it's like using getting in a row uh, or a canoe or watching rowing in one of these New England schools, which I went to, and where you see uh, many times Christians rowing with a rower, uh, the oar of prayer, but they don't row with the oar of engagement, voter registration, doing things specifically. They tend to go around in circles versus we need to row with spiritual power based on the word of God and prayer, and then we need to act. We got to show up, we got to vote, and we can't be deceived into voting for a, um, a progressive agenda that is anti-biblical. So that's my opening salvo to you, sir. Mm. And again, that voice is uh, Bishop Harry R. Jackson, Jr., you need to get a copy of his book. If you are interested in being part of uh, uh, not only repentance uh, in in this area as well as uh, what we do for restoration, you need to get your copy of a manifesto, Christian Americans' Contract with Minorities. And if you don't understand the difference of uh, predominantly white churches uh, worshiping in the area of righteousness, predominantly African-American churches worshiping in the area of justice. Justice and righteousness goes together. We have to come back together and work together, uh, rowing uh, the, the boat in the same direction. Now, when we talk about coming together, um, you have put together nine different goals. Uh, I want folks to get your book, so don't feel compelled to go over all nine. But give us a little bit of a taste of a goal or two that would motivate our listeners this afternoon to say, you know what, I want to I want to drill down deeper. I want to start walking in this direction. Share a couple of those goals. Well, I think the two most compelling that are not so obvious are this. <clears throat> I spell out the word empowered, and each letter represents an idea or strategy. Wealth, W stands for wealth creation. Did you know that only 42% of blacks own homes Mm. and 46% of Hispanics own homes and only 50% of Asian Americans own homes? White Americans are closer to 76%. What that means, though, to everyone is that the generational transfer of wealth is more like a $150,000 medium transfer to the next generation 
when black folk are in a place where many of them, 58%, are only passing on single-digit $1,000 bills, $1,000, So there's a generational poverty problem because there is not a home ownership equivalency or uh, how can we call it? It, it, there's not equal ground in terms of access to home ownership and then passing on wealth. I think that's huge in terms of why do these people, you may say to yourself, from a certain community, maybe it's Hispanic community, why do those folks stay in that barrier? Why do their kids get hung up on gangs if we could just raise? Uh, the residuals or the, I'm going to call it, uh, the amount of money passed on for the next generation is yes, yes. huge. Second issue is entrepreneurship. If you give a job uh, with destiny and dignity to the next generation, you can help people walk a solid path. And uh, I think that's something very missing in the old South, and my father was born in uh, southern Georgia, and he went to school in Tallahassee, and I'm uh, FAMU, and I'm familiar with a lot of what's going on in the state of Florida. Uh, if we had old school black businesses that passed on that wealth to the next generation, and gave destiny to people, you probably wouldn't see so much drug abuse. Many people don't realize that even human trafficking is happening in urban areas where little black and Hispanic kids are being snatched up and put into a new slavery because there isn't an anchoring uh, methodology economically. I could go on and on. I could talk about criminal justice reform, uh, and the need for that. Uh, there's a woman, the first black lady who came out of... Bishop, first, Bishop, we got about 30 seconds, okay? We got a hard break. Okay, the First Step Act, and uh, we helped her get a job. Just four churches adopted one woman, transformed her life. We can shift the energy and the power to positive positive direction and heal the racial divide with a Christ-centered, Bible-centered orientation. Well, I want to apologize because there's no way we could give this uh, manifesto uh, the honor whom honor is due in the 14, 60 minutes that we have. Uh, When we come back, uh, Bishop Jackson is not going to be with us, but I want to talk more about this manifesto. But Bishop Harry R. Jackson Uh, author of the book, A Manifesto, Christian America's Contract with Minorities. Hey, thanks so much for being with us, and I'm going to share some more in just a few moments, but God bless you, my friend. Keep up the great work for God. Keep up the good work. God bless you, my friend. My name is Bernadette, and I am a parishioner at St. Joseph's on the Brandywine. Joe Biden has been part of our parish for more than 40 years. Our sons became friends when they were in first grade, and ever since, I've known Joe and the entire Biden family. 
even now when Joe's back home, we see him at Mass on Sunday. You can tell how important Joe's faith is to him. It's what motivates everything. Joe's beliefs, his values, the kind of president Joe would be. Joe Biden knows what it means to be your brother's keeper, to care for those around you and lift up those who are suffering. Their values Joe learned from his mom and dad and from the nuns who taught Joe his Catholic faith. That's Joe Biden, a man guided by faith. I'm Joe Biden, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Biden for president. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. All across America, our children recite the words that support our nation's most dear beliefs. But in our schools and on our college campuses, these words are being challenged. One nation under God. From the creators of God's Not Dead comes One Nation Under God, a story of redemption and healing. We can do anything with faith. We can accomplish anything with faith. Witness the struggle as one man has the faith and courage to stand up for what they truly believe. Our founding fathers placed God in the center of our nation. Shouldn't he have a place in our school system? It's rare that a family can find an inspiring film that reinforces biblical values. One Nation Under God is that film. God is still here. If you've wanted to enjoy a movie with your family that makes you want to stand up and cheer, watch One Nation Under God. Purchase now for a limited time, 50% off. That's $6.99. Use promo code TAMPA for an extra 20% off. SalemNow.com, promo code TAMPA. Pastors and ministry leaders, our station has been hosting jam-packed pastor events for years, and we didn't want to miss 2020 because of COVID. So we're presenting five exciting and power-packed virtual pastor appreciation events for you. Free, online every Thursday in October with speakers like Tony Evans, Alistair Begg, John MacArthur, Greg Laurie, and Chuck Swindoll. As many of our cities are going through terrible times and you go, what's next? Finally reach bottom. You've been there. I've been there. When is the last time you poured out your soul to God for strength? With music by a number of artists, including Matthew West, Chris Tomlin, and Mandisa. Join us free online every Thursday in October. Register today at letstalkfaith.com. Keyword pastors. Cornerstone is an essential service working to meet the needs of homeowners during this difficult time by following all CDC guidelines and taking extra protective steps on site. When you call Cornerstone Pros to service your AC, plumbing, electrical, or generator, rest assured that with Cornerstone, trust is a must. Learn more at cornerstonepros.com. For service like it ought to be, fair, fast, and friendly. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk, AM 570 and AM 910. But you can also listen using Alexa. Simply tell her to enable Faith Talk Tampa and enjoy streaming at letstalkfaith.com. Sometimes on this journey, I get lost in my mistakes. 
strength My story isn't over My story's just begun And fail you won't define me Cause that's what my father does Come on, say fail you won't define me Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here. The phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. You know, there are sometimes, sometimes there are interviews that, uh, boy, I I just regret that the clock runs so fast. I got a couple of closing comments, but I really want you to consider picking up a copy, especially pastors, pastors, Bible fellowship leaders. It is um, it is a book that is just, um, to me, it's just so God-ordained. Uh, Bishop Harry R. Jackson, Jr. is the author, uh, Manifesto, Christian America's Contract with Minorities. And i got to tell you what, I think God's really got a hold of him to uh, help us to see the way, both, both from the black perspective, the white perspective, the Hispanic perspective, the Asian perspective, all the perspectives. And I want to... I want to just uh, uh, share a couple more things. But first, coming up in the second hour, uh, we're going to be talking about last night's debate. Now, if you want to call me uh, during the first part of the next hour and tell me who you thought won the debate, who you thought lost the debate, what most important point, uh, we'll take some of those calls uh, in the next hour because just watching social media, Boy, there was a lot of opinions all over the map. And, yes, if you just want to call anonymous, you can do that as well. Well, That will be coming up in the second hour. And, pastors, if you didn't sign up for our virtual uh, pastor's appreciation, we had uh, week number two this morning at 10 o'clock. Hope you were able to uh, tune in. If not, there's still time. We've got uh, more sessions every Thursday, 10 a.m., to the balance of the rest of the month. You can go to letstalkfaith.com and register. And these are just, to me, just priceless because of what the adjustments for pastors and uh, music pastors, music ministers, uh, we're having to have the sensitivity and adjustments because of COVID-19. You really want to plug in. You know, I mentioned earlier that the most segregated day of the week, unfortunately, originates with the Christian church here in America. And that's from 9 a.m. until 1 o'clock. Now, let me tell you that a lot of churches, a lot of churches have uh, been moving in the area of racial reconciliation for years. Uh, they have biracial uh, fellowship uh, members, and uh, and so uh, I want to make sure that you hear my voice that um, I'm trying to be, as your watchman on the wall, a voice of encouragement um, not to instill you know, even though it's truthful that we really haven't done enough in the last few decades of what I think God uh, would and was calling us to do. But I want to just share a couple of thoughts. I, First of all, if you're one of our African-American pastors listening today and you've been plugged in with all our events, I want to just thank you because over the last 15 years at Salem, and I've had a chance to interact with our uh, African-American pastors uh, I've learned so much that isn't evident on the surface, and I'm talking about the idea of a lot of a lot of our black worship is is because of just what Bishop Jackson was just talking about the social uh, racial injustices. 
And then, in my experience, uh, even though our church, uh, certainly at this point, uh, certainly is biracial, and we do a lot of reaching out, but basically growing up in a predominantly white culture as a Southern Baptist, Florida Baptist. And so that bridge, and by the way, in in, uh, Bishop Jackson's book, I think there's six aspects of the bridges to get us to the future. And so... Our pastors here has helped me uh, on one of those bridges. But I want to say this. I would love to see a pairing up of our predominantly white churches and our predominantly black churches. And for there to be an opportunity for those interested members of those two churches to come together in a discussion, in a symposium. Because part of the divide that's here in the land, especially among those of us that are Christians, Orthodox Christians, is we don't really have a great understanding of those that have a different cultural heritage. And there's a lot of misconceptions. There could be a lot of distrust. That distrust can lead to other things. But I want to tell you that through the years, and by the way, it started early because I, I grew up with my Hispanic, my Cuban friends, my black friends. So God was good to me in the early going, but I didn't catch it enough. I didn't, I didn't uh, beyond my friends, it wasn't anything more than that I was proactive. But I want to tell you, if we could get some of our different congregations together for an evening of discussion and sharing and begin to understand each other, then you could really understand what Bishop Harry Jackson is talking about, about the future we could go and strive together, and we could come against all of what's happening on our streets, all of this progressive promoting of the violence, and that's not going to solve anything. Get this book, A Manifesto, Christian America's Contract with Minorities, This is a Roadmap for the Future. I'm Bill Bunkley. We'll talk about that debate coming up next to Bill Bunkley's show. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Is the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed your answer to better health and wellness? It's proven quality sleep. Any more questions? Yes, I'm always freezing, and he overheats. It's temperature balancing, so you can sleep better together. But can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. So I'll have more energy for yoga. Yes, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Namaste. Namaste to you, too. And now save up to $700 on select new Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Bible Line with Pastor Ralph Yankee Arnold. They don't know the Son. They don't know the truth of the gospel, how to be saved. They don't know God loves them. So God manifested it to us. But where does it say in the Bible that God hath commanded the light to shine out of darkness? Bible Line, weekday mornings at 10 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Michigan's Governor Gretchen Whitmer is calling six men who allegedly sought to kidnap her sick and depraved. FBI agents foiled the plot and announced charges in an alleged scheme that involved months of planning and 
even rehearsals to snatch Whitmer at her vacation home. Six men were charged in federal court, while seven others accused of trying to target police in the state capitol were charged in state court. Governor Whitmer issues a stark warning in the wake of the thwarted plot. Hatred, bigotry, and violence have no place in the great state of Michigan. If you break the law or conspire to commit heinous acts of violence against anyone, we will find you, we will hold you accountable, and we will bring you to justice. Federal authorities describe the group as a militia. Also at SRNNews.com, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi now downplays the chance for a new coronavirus stimulus package and mentions the 25th Amendment during her weekly press briefing. House correspondent Bernie Bennett with that story. Speaker Nancy Pelosi says Democrats will not accept a piecemeal approach to coronavirus relief that benefits only a sliver of suffering Americans without assurance from the White House that President Trump will support a much larger comprehensive aid package. If there were to be a standalone bill, what does that look like? And the only point about negotiations is it can be no standalone bill unless there's a bigger bill and it could be part of that or it could be in addition to that. Pelosi says she's hopeful the sides can reach an elusive agreement in the coming days. Bernie Bennett in Washington. Louisiana bracing for Hurricane Delta could blow ashore on Friday with winds of up to 105 miles per hour. Lake Charles is under a mandatory evacuation order. Ahead of the closing bell now, stocks are higher. The Dow up 122 points. The Nasdaq 52 points higher. This is SRN News. Word is power, and we need to be in his word every day gaining wisdom. God is very patient, but because of our immoral society, we are drowning in debt, have poor public education, and corruption all around us. Our founders would be horrified at what the democratic agenda has become. With the right and left fighting each other, they get none of the work done. Please go to ProfitToAmerica.com. We're going to lose America. You can't remain silent. That's ProfitToAmerica.com. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. Half man, half motorcycle. The road is everything you want it to be. Everything. As long as what you want is road to ride your motorcycle on. Progressive Motorcycle also presents basic policies starting at $75 a year. Progressive Motorcycle, for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy is not available in all states. The vice presidential nominees drew a sharp contrast on the issue of abortion at their Utah debate. Vice President Mike Pence and Democratic nominee Kamala Harris showcased the stark divide in the two campaigns' views on the sanctity of life. I'm pro-life. I don't apologize for it. I will always fight for a woman's right to make a decision about her own body. The vice president warned that the Biden-Harris campaign favors taxpayer funding of abortion and wants to increase federal funding of Planned Parenthood. He said he and President Trump will continue to stand strong for the right to life. Greg Clugston, Salt Lake City. President Emmanuel Macron trying to rid France of what authorities call a parallel society of radical Muslims. He's proposed a new law that would disrupt the education, finances, and other means of indoctrination of the vulnerable. Macron has used the term separatism to describe the underworld that thrives in some neighborhoods around France. This is SRN News. 
There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Salem Media Group is hiring. We're recruiting for a building and grounds maintenance position for our studio and tower locations in Tampa Bay. We're looking for a self-motivated, organized professional, with the ideal candidate being responsible for ongoing building and vehicle maintenance projects, landscaping, and other duties as directed by the engineering department. If you're interested, apply online. Click the careers link at SalemMedia.com. That's SalemMedia.com. Click the careers link. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Faith Talk 570, WTBN. Online at Let'sTalkFaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Welcome back, Bill Bunkley here. It is hour number two, and uh, we welcome in those of you listening on AM 930 The Answer. We are excited to have uh, you joining us of our faith, with our Faith Talk stations this afternoon. We're part of the Salem Media Group. Well, last night was quite another spectacle. I want to talk about that in just a moment, but I do want to let you know that coming up bottom of the hour, we're going to be talking with Dr. Robert Kaufman, uh, who um, is uh, at Pepperdine University, and uh, he's an expert on political science, international relations, and uh, we're going to get his take on not only the uh, debate last night between Vice President Mike Pence and Senator Kamala Harris, uh, but uh, some other topics that we might be able to uh, work into that as well. Well, here's the big question of the afternoon. Most of you listening this afternoon probably watched the debate. Many of you probably formed some impressions from that debate just like you formed impressions from uh, the first debate. Now, what's interesting is understand that debates are supposed to really reach out to those who are undecided because it is the undecideds, uh, they are the ones that uh, who you're really trying to, at this point, trying to win over because... At this point in the game, with only weeks remaining uh, until the uh, election of the presidency and others on November the 3rd, uh, a lot of folks have already, well, they've already decided. And But last night, just like the first night, the question that I ask is, knowing the objective is not just for us who may be part of the base of Donald Trump, uh, for others of you listening today that are part of the base of Joe Biden, and, of course, that relates to Kamala Harris and uh, Mike Pence, uh, the question is, what do you look for in a debate? What do you want to see in a debate? Now, I'm going to ask the question. We've got the uh, first half of the show. I want to take your calls. If you feel bold enough to share, i like to know who you thought won the debate, who you thought lost the debate, and why, and if you've got an observation or two about how the debate format 
played out last night. Now, we just want to keep this pretty short. Don't want to have a a 10-minute dissertation with each call. But the phone lines are open at 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. If you have any frustration, now remember, we... We, we don't get into name-calling, and and we're going to keep it, you know, on the issues. Can talk. We can talk about there were issues about, uh, you know, um, the interruptions by both candidates uh, and, and some notable ones that were called out by the moderator uh, for Mike Pence. And also there was a lot of uh, visual theatrics that were going on. I'm on theatrics may be the wrong word. But we had a lot of that going on, the Kamala Harris side. So uh, if you want to share, call right now at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Now, there's other issues today, obviously. Uh, We are absolutely praising God that whatever this this group was in Michigan, the Michigan Wolverines or something like that. Uh, there was a, a, a homeland terrorist plot where six or seven were planning to kidnap uh, the governor of Michigan. Uh, and also they were trying to get addresses of various folks of law enforcement. We are very glad that that has been thwarted. Uh, certainly that would merit a conversation today as well. Um, another conversation that we could have that might not get to today on this issue hour is, is of course, uh, John Brennan, possibly, not only possibly, but now we have documentation that's now being released. And uh, he briefed President Barack Obama that the Clinton campaign way back pre-2016, that they had this plan to uh, uh put together an operation uh, that wasn't true with a fake dossier that uh, Trump was colluding with the Russians. I'm going to tell you, we have, we have some major, major issues of, um, uh, of detestable, detestable activity uh, here in this country by many people at the upper echelons of, uh, of our government and influence. And so, I get it. There's a lot we could talk about, but we've only got an hour, and I think it's important to cover the debate because we got to look forward at the same time as we're looking back and 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 we're we're, we're gathering our information. But November third is uh, just a few days away, and we've got a couple of aspects here about last night's debate and the ambush that was perpetrated on uh, the president very early this morning, just before he went on a interview at about 8.15 or 8.30 with Maria Bartirono with uh, Fox Business uh, saying that the Presidential Debate Commission, well, we've, you know, you, we, we've decided, uh, you know, we're just going to have this next one virtual. Uh, you did what? Uh, and the reason why I say that is just to kind of wet your whistle here is you always hear the Presidential Debate Commission The format for tonight's uh, debate has been agreed to by both campaigns. Well, that's hogwash. 
And, and you saw that play out this morning because the president and the president's campaign had no idea that they were going to change the rules to have this virtual thing. Now, we'll get back to that even if it's uh, toward our discussion uh, with Dr. Kaufman. But let's lay out last night. And, again, if you want to share your opinion live, I'd love to talk with you, 877-943-9673. So last night we have this debate. And the two candidates are sitting down, got a couple of uh, 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 plexiglass shields, so no real uh, anywhere near possibility of people being close on social um, gatherings. And so last night, there was a lot more substance in this debate than what happened with the first presidential debate because the format sort of allowed it. But I want to tell you first, here's my opinion. The Presidential Commission is not bipartisan or nonpartisan. Look, like this, like many other organizations that originate and the folks live in the Beltway or live right around uh, the Beltway and they're part of this establishment, let me tell you what. From the first moderator, just because Mr. Wallace works for Fox News, look, he still lives in that area. Him him as the the son of his father, very much in the brotherhood and sisterhood of of the journalists up there. We saw that bias against Mr. Trump in the first one. We saw the bias last night against Mr. Pence. Look, this commission doesn't, if they're going to bring in people who are, in the media, how many people in the media do you know are conservatives? Or they write from a conservative point of view. They do interviews from a conservative point of view. So let me ask you a question. Why do you think in a debate like last night you're going to get uh, anything other than a slanted how a question's asked or how the questions are asked? And uh, the vice president was doing what I hoped the debates would do. I want to see them drill down. I want to see them in an orderly fashion. And let me say it again, orderly fashion. I want to see them have the ability to challenge each other, to drill down a little bit deeper on a subject. If that takes a two-hour debate, not a a one-and-a-half-hour debate, then so be it. Where you and I learn the most is when these campaigns get to challenge each other. That is the best fact-checking you can ever trust. I wouldn't trust any fact-checking today by any media organization because that can be so manipulated, especially if, well, quite frankly, you watch the debate, but that Yankee game uh, where Tampa Bay was just, uh, you know, the home run derby on the Yankees, you went to watch that, and then you're forming your opinions by what others are saying in the media uh, and, uh, you know, what you read about fact-checking. All right, 877-943-9673. And, Brian, we had, it was a Sarah? Excuse me. Debbie and Sarasota, welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. Your thoughts about uh, any aspect of last night's debate? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Well, I believe it was a draw, unfortunately. Mike Pence hit many home runs. He was great. However, he could have clobbered. He could have clobbered Kamala Harris, and he didn't. He's too nice. Especially, um, you know, on the health care issue, 
Yes. With the plan. He said, yes, okay, uh, Biden's plagiarized the plan. Well, sure they have. Their plan is exactly what has already been implemented and done. Their real plan is shut the economy down, make uh, shut the businesses down, make everybody dependent on the on the government. That's their real plan. And he he didn't nail that. Although he, as I said, um, he hit some good ones, but she's good. She's tough. And um, I'd like to see Trump take some lessons from Pence in the next debate. So let me and ask you a follow. Let, let me ask you a follow up question. Got to come in this left. Let me ask a follow-up question. Um, the other thing I will say is, Mike, God love him, he missed a perfect opportunity because he should have said very clearly that we are going to cover pre-existing uh, conditions, uh, and he didn't. But yeah. let, me hear, let, me, let me ask this question as a woman. I, I, and I can tell you, Pam Bondi, uh, former Attorney General, who was helping uh, play the role of Kamala Harris in the practices with the Vice President, when you're on a video, and I'm and I'm going back to just you know the values of D.C. and the elites are not the values of America. As a woman, you wanted uh, Mike Pence to be tougher and more aggressive. On the other hand, and I'm asking as a guy, and I have no loaded answer. I'm going to, but you also, as a guy that's in a debate, you have to be very careful. So then you're not criticized that you were a bully to a woman the next day. How would you react to that? I don't care if you're a man or woman on the debate stand. It's the qualifications. People should be blindfolded, or it could be a radio show if you're up to the job. I don't think Kamala's up to the job. I I know they always pull the race card, but come on. we got to get beyond that. And as a woman, I'm speaking, you know, frankly. I, I just don't think she's got got what it takes to be to become president. Let's put it that way, because I think that's inevitable. That's where we're headed. Now, well, uh, we're out of time. But the, the other quick question was: uh, a lot of the research tells us, especially this late, that when people are watching the debate, they're worried about who scored points, who looks better, who's smoother, and that that's how they select a candidate. And so, uh, I appreciate you because you are an informed conservative and you're interested in the views. But uh, when we look at this whole arena on how decisions are made, it's fascinating. But, hey, thanks for your um, uh, input this afternoon. Hey, 877-943-9673. Got a break. Don't go away. We'll take your calls next to the Bill Bunkley Show. The following is a public notice for people suffering with fibromyalgia symptoms. Researchers from the University of Illinois College of Medicine have developed the first definitive blood test for the biomarkers of fibromyalgia. Those who test positive may qualify for an FDA-approved clinical trial of a breakthrough symptom-eliminating treatment. Previously, a fibromyalgia diagnosis could not be confirmed. Now, participants can have definitive confirmation of this debilitating disease. The test is covered by nearly all insurance plans, and FM Test can even arrange to have your blood test done by a licensed medical professional in the comfort and security of your own home. If you suffer from chronic fatigue, mental fogginess, or chronic pain, it may be fibromyalgia. 
Take this opportunity to get the first and only definitive test. If you test positive, you could be among the first to receive a breakthrough treatment formulated to eliminate all fibromyalgia symptoms. Space is limited, so go now to myfmtest.com. That's myfmtest.com. Myfmtest.com. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. Listen to Faith Talk weekday mornings at 8 for Alan Jackson, Senior Pastor of World Outreach Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Trust in the Lord. The best way I know to defeat fear in your life is to use fear as an indicator of a place where you have a lack of trust and begin to find ways to trust the Lord in that place. Alan Jackson Ministries, weekday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk AM 570 and 910. Bunkley here, 877-943-9673. Hey, got a big question for you. If you are in Sarasota, Bradenton, well, anywhere throughout our area, uh, you know, on October 23rd, we have our Salem Symposium, and we're going to be looking at all the aspects of the presidential election that's uh, uh, going to be coming up. It's uh, it's our conservative summit. It's going to be at the Hyatt Regency, Sarasota, and very, very limited amount of tickets. We're going to get started with a VIP reception at 5.30. That's uh, an hour, and at 7 o'clock, we'll have a two-hour session of the main event. Larry Elder is going to be with us, and uh, I was corrected. I think I mentioned that Larry hadn't been here, and I think he has been here, so I wanted to go on the record for that and thank uh, one of our listeners for uh, helping um, me laser in on that. We're going to have Sebastian Gorka here as well. Charlie Kirk, that you have been hearing for the last uh, few days, is going to be coming down as well. He really has a platform with our younger conservatives and younger folks that we hope to be able to share more of the Christian worldview and, of course, uh, Prager U has been very uh, helpful in that area with uh, the work from Dennis Prager. We're also going to have Phil Grandy's going to be with us. He'll be talking a little bit about uh, the emphasis of the economy aspect of the next election. And then, well, Mr. Well-Rounded, the guy who talks about uh, today's news last night, we're talking about special guest Captain Matt Bruce. A lot of you folks uh, in Sarasota know him. Now, just remember, masks are required Masks are required at this event, but uh, get your tickets now. Go to TheAnswerSarasota.com, TheAnswerSarasota.com to pick up uh, your tickets. Uh, we only have a few seats. That's 250 seats, and 40 or 50 of those are the VIP uh, part of that. Hey, come be a part of this discussion. It's part of the excitement that's building uh, moment by moment, day by day, week by week, with the deadline coming up 
on November the 3rd. Again, that website is TheAnswerSarasota.com. In just a few minutes, we'll have Dr. Robert Kaufman uh, with Pepperdine University. He's going to be talking about last night's debate and uh, get his uh, point of view on that. So last night's debate. So the question is, who won, who lost? But let me tell you what the bigger question is. Last night, I think the question that I was asking was not just on the issues, though the issues are important, but there's other areas to consider, and that is, well, temperaments, all sorts of other things. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, who looked better, who got the best got you, all of that kind of stuff, but you you watch this, you watch two personalities bring their their life's uh, developments, their growing, their, their younger years, their, their, their years that they've become adults and parents. So you, you look at that culmination in addition to where they stand on the issues. And that's what we were viewing last night between the two uh, vice presidential nominees there in Salt Lake City. And today I wrote about the fact that, you know, Opinion is one of those one of those interesting topics. Because we have opinion writers, but when you think about it, we are our own opinion writers maybe dozens, maybe hundreds of times a day. Because of all the things we see, a lot of things we make a snap to ju- a snap adjustment. Oh, I don't think he's this. Oh, I can't believe that woman just did this to her child. Or I don't this, I don't that. So we tend to make judgment calls, a lot of it on visual. We don't know people. We don't know their character. And oftentimes, we don't even know what they stand for. And sometimes we've been critical of somebody. Then God ordains that opportunity for us to get to know them. And then sometimes we feel like, wow, maybe I was just a little bit too harsh. Now, I'm just setting that up to get your thought process of, of where I was at and, and am at, and today is something to think about. So who knows how many Americans watched this last night. They formed different opinions. Unfortunately, probably more uh, than half the people that maybe watched, I have no scientific proof or polls on this, they formed their opinions or their, what they're going to be sharing about the debate they're going to be parroting what they heard, either before the debate or after the debate. If they watched Fox, they're going to be parroting something they might have heard on Fox from a more supportive point of view for Mr. Pence. If they were watching, uh, you know, a CNBC, MSNBC, any of that, uh, or they uh, first thing they read in the morning is the Washington Post uh, op- op page or the New York Times op page, well, you know what? They're listening to that, and that's what they're going to bring to the water cooler discussion. And if you're with me earlier, I said, you know, I really recommend that people just turn on C-SPAN, watch the debate when it finishes, turn the debate off after it finishes, go to bed, and form your own opinions, and don't worry about if your opinion lines up with the the so-called expert or not. But the people that are making decisions now, I wish it was on the issues. But you know, there's another qualification I want to leave you with before we get to Mr. Kaufman. 
What I saw last night in Mike Pence, I saw a human being that is very deliberate. And keep in mind, we're talking about the decision of which one of these two candidates for vice president would you be more comfortable if they had to step up to take over the role of the president of the United States, the commander-in-chief. So my opinion is Mike Pence is deliberate. There is a calmness with Mike Pence. There, there's a sense of, and I maybe maturity isn't the right word, but there's something about when you add deliberate, calmness, and maturity, there's, there's a reassurance that's there. At least there was for me. There was a, a reassurance about Mike Pence. I could see Mike Pence having to step in and making the most thoughtful, important decisions in an emergency situation and feel comfortable. And then you think about one of these candidates could be under intense pressure. And I kind of I got this from the interaction with the pressure that was there. And I thought that Mike, Mike was best suited to, you know, evaluate and to make the best decisions for the nation if he was in that role. And I got to tell you, you may disagree, and we'll take some calls after our discussion with uh, uh, Dr. Kaufman. But I tell you, last night, my opinion is, in that debate, there's no abs- there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that should either vice presidential candidate be called to serve as president, Mike Pence is the only steady choice for me. I'm Bill Bunkley, Washington on the Wall. We come back. Let's hear the take from Dr. Robert Kaufman from Pepperdine University. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Six people have been charged in federal court with plotting to kidnap Michigan Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer at her vacation home. Separately, seven more people have been charged with trying to target police in the Michigan capital. Hurricane Delta gaining strength as it bears down on the U.S. Gulf Coast. Forecasters warning that Delta could blow ashore Friday with winds of up to 105 miles per hour. They place most of Louisiana within Delta's path, including the area around Lake Charles, which is under a mandatory evacuation order. The number of Americans seeking unemployment benefits falling last week to 840,000. Stocks closing higher on Wall Street as hope remains that Washington can approve more aid for the economy. The Dow today gained 122 points. The Nasdaq ahead 56. The S&P up 27. This is SRN News. Every day in the U.S., more than 2,300 women choose to end their pregnancy through abortion. The majority of these women do so in order to make someone else happy. As soon as I found out I was pregnant, I told my fiancé. It should have been happy news, but he told me we have too much going on with college and a baby would distract us from our plans. I didn't know what to do, and I felt so alone. 
Women like Anna call Option Line every day to hear about all their options and connect with a local pregnancy center that can provide the caring support and resources she needs to make positive choices for herself and her family. For just $75, you give these women hope by having a trained consultant available to answer their call 24 hours a day. Call 800-999-7408 to make your gift today. That's 1-800-999-7408. Or click the Heartbeat International banner at letstalkfaith.com to save a baby now. Cornerstone is an essential service working to meet the needs of homeowners during this difficult time by following all CDC guidelines and taking extra protective steps on site. Cornerstone Pros employs only the best technicians. Each one has been background checked, drug tested, and professionally trained to certify their skills before they ever step foot in your home. For service like it ought to be, fair, fast, and friendly, call Cornerstone Pros. When does a person get rights? When a person is a person. All across our nation, our nation is divided. In our homes, in social media, everywhere you turn. But what is at the heart of this division? In the new movie, Divided Hearts of America, Super Bowl champion and executive producer Benjamin Watson searches for the truth. This is one of the worst possible choices that any woman and her family has to make. You'll discover why the most polarizing debate of this century boils down to the sacred dignity of human life. There is no personhood under law for fetuses. We don't have that in this country. With Divided Hearts of America, you'll learn what you need to be armed to fight what divides us and come to a place of real unity with empathy, healing, and real hope. Be part of the change and watch Divided Hearts of America. Go to SalemNow.com to purchase. Use promo code FAMILY for 20% off. SalemNow.com, promo code FAMILY. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. To battle is to fight, to struggle, to overcome, and ultimately for the Marine Corps, it means to win. There is no alternative. It's not just a statement of intent. It's a promise to our nation, a promise kept for more than two centuries, a promise of the Marines. Last night was, well, I'll call it spectacle number two, even though to me it was uh, slightly more informative than uh, the first uh, debate. And uh, I lay all that on the Presidential Debate Commission, uh, the moderators. I think there's a bias, but I want to get an opinion from someone who has been a keen observer of not only politics, but international relations. Joining me this afternoon from Pepperdine University is Dr. Robert G. Kaufman. He's a political science, and he specializes in American foreign policy, national security, international relations, and various aspects of American politics. And, of course, we're primarily talking about American politics this afternoon. He got his doctorate from Georgetown University Law School in D.C., 
And he got his B.A., Master's, and a couple of others down the line, including a doctorate from Columbia University in the city of New York. In 2016, he received uh, uh, his uh, LLM in uh, dispute resolution from the Strauss Institute at the Pepperdine University Caruso School of Law. Dr. Kaufman, good to have you with us this afternoon. Thank you. Nice to be here. Well, let's just go. Uh, I want to expand it to both debates, but let's go ahead and just begin by last night's debate. Uh, vice presidential debate. I was a little disappointed because about the time where we could have the two candidates drilling down with each other, they were cut off by the moderator, understand there's rules. What's your thoughts about debates in the modern era? Are they really useful or are they just an opportunity to just repeat what we're hearing in the news every day? Well, they can be useful. And I thought last night's debate was quite useful, despite the intrusion of the moderator and despite the bias. I think that President Trump has a lot to learn from his vice president in terms of technique. It's a given that these moderators are going to be biased. So let me give you the serenity prayer. Give me the serenity to accept what I can't change, to change what I can, and to know the difference. We're not going to be able to change the moderators. But what Vice President Pence did very well in terms of debating technique is he gave his answer to the question that should have been asked rather than the biased question that was asked. I thought it was that was very effective, and I think Vice President Trump did two things very successfully that uh, President Trump did not do. One, he exposed in high relief how radical uh, Senator Harris really is from her record as the most uh, left-wing member of the Senate, even further to the left than Bernie Sanders, her embarrassing ignorance about international affairs in general, China in particular, the Green New Deal. I also thought Vice President Pence made a very calm, reasoned, effective defense of President Trump's record, which is really very solid and much better than President Trump often makes it sound. So uh, I think that, that for people in this election, with Biden being 78 and a, a fair to medium chance he may not even finish his term, This is a more important vice presidential debate than usual because it gave us what I'd call the ghost of Christmas future of what a Kamala Harris presidency would be like. And it would be uh, uh, the gang of four plus one if if Mm. that comes to pass. Mm. Absolutely agree that uh, the deficiencies in terms of her knowledge level in so many topics became evident last night. On the other side, Dr. Kaufman, um, of course, in my line of work and your line of work, we probably have a greater appreciation for Mike Pence uh, in terms of uh, he's been such a faithful uh, supporter of the president. I think their personalities offset each other very well. But did you have a sense last night that if someone was watching that really wanted to get into the issues and it wasn't the nonsense about the fly in the hair that was from the devil or even the distractions with Kamala Harris that uh, 
to, to, to me to cover up uh, the areas that she, she didn't have an expertise in. We saw all of the facial expressions. But you saw a systematic Mike Pence, and I know in our industry we call him the, the two- or three-second delay Mike Pence because whenever he's asked a question, he doesn't jump right in. He, he sort of prepares himself for a second or two. But it was amazing to me, and I hope Americans caught the vast variety of subjects, both domestic and foreign, that this vice president has a command of. And when you're looking about who you're comfortable with, should there be a need for either of these uh, candidates to be president, to me, there was no doubt it was, it was Mike Pence that I want at the helm in the most serious, serious situation. Uh, no doubt about it. You'd want him at the helm substantively. He had amassed a long, very good record uh, in national security as well as domestic politics. He has a presidential temperament, and he also has a command of the subject, plus good policy instincts. I can't say uh, enough uh, in favor of Vice President Pence as a man and as a statesman, and it was a stark contrast. It wasn't just that Harris was inexperienced. Uh, I'm living in California right now. It is that she is really a standard bearer of of a left-wing Democratic Party that bears no relationship to the patriotic Democratic Party of Harry Truman or John Kennedy or Scoop Jackson. Uh, President Trump stands for America first. And uh, unfortunately, the current round of Democrats stands for, for blame America first. And when I listen to Harris and other Democrats criticize the president and literally ignore this gathering Chinese danger, I, I, I think back, imagine if we had the same sensibilities in 1942, uh, ignoring Pearl Harbor while talking about things that pale in significance by comparison. What's disappointing to me is not that we face challenges. We always will. As Ronald Reagan put it, every generation will have to fight for its freedom or lose it. Mm. You can lose it in a generation. What's really disappointing is that China has mendaciously dropped the equivalent of a neutron bomb on us. And instead of rallying the way we did despite our divisions, after Pearl Harbor to finish off our evil enemies, uh, the Democrats seem more intent on demonizing the president, who for all his flaws is on the right side of these basic issues, than uh, taking on the real source of, of the problem that we now confront. Mm. Dr. Robert Kaufman is my guest this afternoon from Pepperdine University, a political scientist specializing in American foreign policy, national security, international relations, and various aspects of American politics. I want to I want to drift a little bit from the subject at hand, and that is the first and second debates. Uh, when you look at this president, because of your expertise in international relations, um, we've got a president that really has um, injected himself into the world stage, much different than his predecessors. We see movement in the Middle East. We see uh, the relationship with Israel really solidified. We also then move to uh, Europe, and uh, we, we look at uh, the inequities uh, of not only NATO, 
uh, and we look at his relationships with standing firm, not only with Iran, you got Russia, you got China, you have North Korea. Just for a second or or so, tell us your assessment of this president and the scorecard you would give him in these, what, three, three and a half, three and a quarter years as being uh, the commander in chief. Uh, A minus, and I, uh, my fourth book was on President Obama's dangerous doctrine, yes. uh, which I thought was a moral and national security disaster, and I would have given Obama a, a D minus, uh, literally on every issue. First of all, he doesn't get credit for it. Uh, I'm writing a book on Trump's foreign policy now. All the way back in 2000, even before he was running for president, in a book called The America we deserve. President Trump was presciently presciently warning about the gathering Chinese danger while we were enabling China, thinking naively that this regime that Mao Zedong built was going to converge as a uh, an open society to accept the rules rather than to break them and remake them in their image. Even on Putin, where I, sometimes the president's rhetoric has disturbed me, The substance is much better. He has rebuilt an American military that Obama dangerously built down, uh, lowering the barriers to deterrence. He got out of the terrible START treaty that Obama signed. Mitt Romney called it the worst treaty ever. Uh, He has forced uh, NATO allies. He hasn't abrogated the alliance. He's made them do more. And on the Middle East, instead of stabbing Israel in the back, a decent democracy on our side that we can count on and that can competently defend itself, he's had Israel's back. And he understood that the Iran deal that Harris and and Biden want to go back to literally was President Obama's Munich. It, it, It enabled Iran to cross the nuclear threshold. We paid them for it, lifting sanctions. And now the Iranian regime is on the rope because of the president building a a very effective coalition. And also the sanctions have really hurt and it's hurt the capacity of Iran to export revolution. So uh, on on the basics of national security, sometimes the president's rhetoric is static. Are we better off internationally than we were four years ago? Absolutely, yes. And will Biden-Harris be a geopolitical disaster? Unfortunately, I'd like to be surprised. Yes, it will be Obama on steroids. Keep in mind that Biden was the first mate on Obama's foreign policy Titanic and uh, did never object it whatsoever to any of it, including a reset with Putin that makes President Trump at his rhetorically most controversial look like Ronald Reagan by comparison. So President Trump's the substance of what President Trump has done Mm. on the economy, on China, internationally, Supreme Court justices. It's much better than it sounds, and socialism sounds better than it works. And in a nutshell, that's that's the choice the American people have before them uh, this coming November. We got about a minute left, Dr. Kaufman. Real quick question back to debates. I agree that uh, I think there's some some uh, a style that should be adopted by the president by watching Mike Pence. 
Uh, are you in the camp that believes that in the first debate that uh, the president jumped in too often and didn't allow about, um, uh, vice president, uh, former vice president, to make some of the faux pas? And is that part of what you'd recommend in this coming debate uh, as far as letting Biden sort of uh, talk himself in a corner? we got about 15 seconds. Hey, don't get hung up on the moderator. Answer your question, not the moderator's. And B, give Biden the rope by which to hang himself rather than save Biden. The longer Biden talks, the more precarious it is. And that's why they've had him as the bunker. His supporters know it. So I, if I were the president, I'd uh, watch what Mike Pence did and do a version of that in President Trump's own style. All right. I tell you what, the expert... Dr. Robert Kaufman with us today from Pepperdine University. A lot of wisdom in the last few moments. And I tell you what, we are so glad you're with us today and look forward to have you back in the future. Have a nice evening. You too. Thank you. I'm Bill Bunkley. We'll be right back. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health, there are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines, take extra precautions if at higher risk, wash our hands frequently, stay six feet from others when we can, And when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. If you're ready to do something about that outdated kitchen or bath, remember, with About Face Cabinetry, you can reface your cabinets for half the cost half the time, and half the mess of complete replacement. Their work is flawless and is backed up with the exclusive AFC Lifetime Warranty. Best of all, they do it for half the price in as little as three days, and yes, including granite or quartz countertops. I've had the About Face team in my home and talk about going the extra mile. They worked late on Christmas Eve updating our master bath to make sure the job was done right. You'll be amazed when you go to AboutFaceCabinetry.com and see the absolutely gorgeous kitchens and baths they've installed all around the Bay Area. Reface your cabinets for half the cost, half the time, and half the mess. Call About Face Cabinetry at 813-777-4088. That's 813-777-4088 or go to AboutFaceCabinetry.com. My name is Bernadette, and I am a parishioner at St. Joseph's on the Brandywine. Joe Biden has been part of our parish for more than 40 years. Our sons became friends when they were in first grade. And ever since, I've known Joe and the entire Biden family. Even now, when Joe's back home, we see him at Mass on Sunday. You can tell how important Joe's faith is to him. It's what motivates everything. Joe's beliefs, his values, the kind of president Joe would be. Joe Biden knows what it means to be your brother's keeper, to care for those around you and lift up those who are suffering. Their values Joe learned from his mom and dad and from the nuns who taught Joe his Catholic faith. That's Joe Biden. 
a man guided by faith. I'm Joe Biden, candidate for president, and I approve of this message. Paid for by Biden for president. Hey, this is Bill Carl. We think of ministry as something that happens at the church. But what about ministry that happens in the marketplace? Tune in this Sunday morning at 8 for a brand new program called Ministry in the Marketplace with pastor, evangelist, author, and entrepreneur, Dr. Richard Hamlet. The gospel is not only for the Jews and the 12 tribes of Israel, but it is for the Gentiles and that it is for everyone. The gospel is for every people group, it's for every ethnicity. Don't miss Ministry in the Marketplace, Sunday morning at 8 on Faith Talk and at letstalkfaith.com. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk, AM 570 and AM 910. But if you live in the Lakeland, Winter Haven, Auburndale area, check us out on FM 102.1, streaming at letstalkfaith.com. Hey, we're back. Some final thoughts in this second hour. Great discussion with Dr. Kaufman. I appreciate his input this afternoon. I want to remind you that uh, we have that very special opportunity, October the 23rd. We do this every four years. It's our Salem Conservative Summit. Give you a chance to head on out uh, to the Hyatt Regency Sarasota on that afternoon. Uh, the reception's from 5.30 to 6.30. The main event's 7 to 9. It's going to be your opportunity to join the Countdown to Decision uh, 2020. Uh, You'll be able to join our own special guest, Captain Matt Bruce, who's going to be down uh, down and around all of his friends, Sarasota Bradenton, and I know he's looking forward to that as well. Add to that, we've got Larry Elder coming back with us, Sebastian Gorka, uh, as well as Charlie Kirk, who you're now getting a little more familiar with, as uh, he is on our uh, daily national platform, uh, building the outreach to Well, the conservatives of tomorrow and Phil Grandy is going to be with us talking about uh, all things economy and the markets as well. Now, remember that you're going to have to wear a mask for that. So, hey, don't hesitate. Only 250 total spots, about 40 or 50 for the VIP. Uh, Go right now to TheAnswerSarasota.com, TheAnswerSarasota.com. Plug into that and um, get your reservation in. Now. Obviously, I'm not going to say too much this morning as the as the world as, as America was just waking up to process last night's debate. It had to be between 8 and 8:15. Apparently, the White House got a call from the Presidential Debate Commission telling them on the phone, "Oh, by the way, we've decided that the event in Miami coming up next week, well, don't bother coming to Miami. We're going to I guess we're going to have a sophisticated type of Zoom session. And just before the president went on a hit, uh, well, an interview, I should say, not not be so, you know, industry-oriented, with Mary Bartiromo Bartiromo with uh, Fox Business, he said, yeah, we just got a call that they say that it's going to be virtual. I'm not doing a virtual thing. I'm not going to do that. Boy, what a trap that would be for the president. And uh, what a scheming thing to do by the Presidential Debate Commission. 
after they make a big deal about the rules, the rules, the rules, the rules, and both both campaigns, you agree to the rules, the rules, the rules. Well, guess who violated the rules more so than any campaign thus far? It's the it's the commission that's deciding that they're going to just change the rules and, and change a major aspect of the debate. Shame on you. Shameful. Disgusting. As well as unacceptable. No doubt about it. So we'll see how this all comes out. But you know that if they can scheme, if it's just one, if they can scheme to keep Biden off the debate stage, just one out of three um, uh, opportunities, they know that uh, they are taking a big step in protecting against Mr. Biden uh, having that hoof and mouth disease. And I want to tell you that uh, big hats off to Mike Pence last night, um, a brother of many of us who are Christ followers in the faith. I I thank him for his persistence last night. And And I hope we have two more live debates. And I know that in debate number one, the president was chomping at the bit He's, uh, he's gone through four years because it began before he was elected. But he's gone through four years of unfairness to the, to the highest degree imaginable by a human being. So, yeah, you can imagine that uh, he was chomping at the bit. And uh, you can't say that the president's not aggressive. So I would say that he was over-aggressive. In the first debate. And uh, he wanted to hit on the truth, the truth, the truth. Well, now, I hope the president and, and some of those around him will consider being a little more tactical in debate number two. A little more choosing his direct, interruptive responses. And especially on maybe the first thing coming to mind, if it is a question that's not a softball, which Mr. Biden will probably get mostly softballs. That's the way this thing is rigged. But if he get, gets one, it's at least comprehensive to let the vice president stumble on his answer. Let him fumble. Let him, let him remark of something that involves... 2,000 units of something, whether it's deaths or whatever it is, and let them say it's uh, 200 million. And you know what's effective? Effective is, is when you pause. When you listen to Mike Pence, very focused, very deliberative, and very selective in his responses in any question that he takes. Now, President Trump doesn't need to be Mike Pence, nor does Mike Pence need to be President Trump. But I think if the president would kind of pace it a little bit, and in my mind, ask God to give him that direction moment by moment of when to kind of go and when to kind of hold back. But I'm looking for debate number two. I hope they let them engage each other. Amen. Jay Sekulow up next with Jay Sekulow Live. I'll be over on AM 5, 7, 9, 10, Hour 3, The Bill Bunkley Show, including 
going to be talking a little bit about parents are you happy with your children's at-home high school experience wondering if you're doing all you can to prepare them for the next step in their life check out salem career hub online at salemcareerhub.com whether it's college prep school a four-year university an mba or learning real world vocational skills needed to start a career get connected with top-ranked online schools and leading skills-based short-term training programs like full-stack software development from the co-founder of apple steve wozniak to online xr programs teaching hands-on vocational courses for hvac welding plumbing facilities management electricians solar and more all at a special reduced salem career hub price better your child's life through education our team of educational experts are available to help you monday through friday from 8 a.m to 10 p.m central time just call 866-711-6275 866-711-6275 or online at salemcareerhub.com Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park online at letstalkfaith.com a service of the Salem Media Group With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is reacting to the Commission on Presidential Debates announcement that next week's debate in Miami would be virtual. President Trump does not like that decision. I'm not going to do a virtual debate. On Fox Business Mornings with Maria, the president said he's not going to waste his time on a virtual debate. You sit behind a computer and do a debate. It's ridiculous. And then they cut you off whenever they want. The president has been at the White House after testing positive for the coronavirus. I think I'm better. I went went to a point where I'd love to do a rally tonight. I wanted to do one last night. He says a rally is possible on the night schedule for the debate. Joe Biden says he will abide by whatever the debate commission says. We don't know what the president's going to do. He changes his mind every second. So for me to comment on that now would be irresponsible. Ed Donahue, Washington. FBI agents foiled a stunning plot to kidnap Michigan Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer. At a news conference, FBI Assistant Special Agent in Charge Josh Hoekshurst says the plot was thwarted by informants and undercover agents. Whenever extremists move into the realm of actually plotting or planning violent acts, the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force stands ready to identify, disrupt, and dismantle their operations, preventing them from following through on those plans. The six men charged in federal court plotted for months, consulting and training with members of a group that federal authorities described as a militia and undertaking rehearsals in August and September, that according to an FBI affidavit. Louisiana is bracing for a new hurricane less than two months after one devastated a southern swath of the state. Forecasters warned Hurricane Delta could blow ashore Friday with winds of up to 105 miles an hour. They placed most of Louisiana within Delta's path, including the area around Lake Charles, where Category 4 Hurricane Laura ripped houses from their foundations. This is SRN News. Life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. 
or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. An Episcopal bishop is in trouble. And what crime did the right Reverend William Love commit to wind up before a denominational disciplinary panel? He refused to allow same-sex weddings in the Episcopal Diocese of Albany, New York, which he oversees. The problem is the denomination has decided to embrace homosexuality, and the panel has ruled that Love, quote, violated his ordination vows for taking a biblical stand on marriage and sexuality. He now faces being defrocked. A decision is due shortly. Michael Harrington, SRN News. An independent report says the Church of England failed to protect children and young people from sexual predators for decades, preferring instead to protect its own reputation and created a culture where abusers were able to hide. The report from the Independent Inquiry into Child Sexual Abuse also found examples of clergymen being ordained despite a history of child sexual offenses. Nearly 400 church members were convicted of sexual offenses against children. This is SRN News. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Did you know the human body does not make its own vitamin C? Taking vitamin C is one of the best things you can do for your health, and aqua powders is the best way to get vitamin C. Aqua powders vitamin C is delicious when added to water and provides you with 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C to boost your immune system and increase your energy. Transform your water into wellness with aqua powders vitamin C, available at Amazon. That's aqua powders with a Z, available at Amazon. Faith Talk 570, WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsborough, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show. We're delighted that you're with us for this third hour. And I want to start right off the bat. I want to tell you what's coming up at the bottom of the hour Since, uh, well, March, I've been uh, talking off and on about uh, biblical guidance when it comes to our anxiety, our uncertainty, our worry about the future. And I've been talking a lot about the biblical instructions to live one day at a time, live for today, 
Jesus assures us that tomorrow will take care of itself, and it always does. But I know that we can have victory over anxiety, and then a month later, Satan is working overtime trying to uh, penetrate us at times and places when we're vulnerable, and then we slide back in. And I know in an audience this size, there are bound to be folks that are listening. You have been grappling with anxiety. You have been grappling with worry maybe all of your life. Well, later on, we're going to talk to a pastor who grappled with these issues. And uh, praise the Lord for his transparency and his relatability as he shares from his heart. I'm talking about Josh Weedman. He's the author of a book, The End of Anxiety, the biblical, the biblical prescription for overcoming fear, worry, and panic. Some of you may be looking for, for that word. Some of you may be looking for the direction, someone to guide you, the Holy Spirit to guide you, the Lord to guide you, to guide you on a path out of your darkness. And as Donald Whitney said in promoting this book for Josh, every step on that clear path out of darkness can be built on the solid foundation of Scripture underneath it. That's what we'll be talking about today. That's at the bottom of the hour. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about Heartbeat International. You have a very remarkable opportunity to put the Lord's resources to work. Check out every bank account, every retirement account, and realize as we grow healthier in our walk with Christ, we don't own any of it. None of it you can take with you. If you're an Orthodox Christian, you know that every aspect of every dime that's provided to you you are a steward. You are a steward of what God has entrusted unto you. And I know there's some folks that realize that every day, depending on the finances that the Lord has entrusted into you, every day there's an opportunity for you to put the Lord's finances to work, not just in your tithe, not just in your gift, but there's everyday occurrences that you have that opportunity. It might be a $5 gift card on a street corner for someone who needs a helping hand. A gift card to maybe McDonald's or to Burger King to ease that thought that a $5 bill just might be enabling them to, to draw deeper into their demons. So this afternoon, as we are reintroducing this, this is your opportunity. I believe this is going to be one of a series of divine appointments that you're going to be engaging with right here on the Bill Bunkley Show, right here on Faith Talk 57910. Today, when, when you're a woman and you find out unexpectedly that you have an unplanned pregnancy, 
especially if you're unmarried, especially if maybe you don't have a, a person that you've grown pretty close with, or maybe you have. The news of an unplanned pregnancy is always a jolt. And one of the first things that happens in this sequence is a woman or even a man, because I'm going to talk about the, the phone number that folks can call to get counseling, that initial conversation about counseling of an unplanned pregnancy. Look, they're, they're trained to speak with men and women. And it's amazing that right now I'm going to give you an opportunity. The opportunity is for you to support the trained counselors at the end of a toll-free number for Heartbeat International. You know, most of your crisis pregnancy centers that we all support, well, not all of them have the ability to take phone calls 24-7. Heartbeat International takes those calls 24-7, and if the if the person calling with the un, un, unplanned pregnancy is open to the idea, they will counsel with them, encourage them, talk about some of the aspects of a keeping or maybe putting that baby up for adoption, but certainly not aborting the baby, and then they will quickly refer that, that call, that person in a crisis, to a crisis pregnancy center. And I know I'm talking especially to women who have been forgiven by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but either themselves, their daughter, or maybe their close girlfriend, they have walked through on a personal basis that period of time on a journey of life when there was an unplanned pregnancy. Because I think that you know better than anyone how important it is for someone to be on the end of that line when that young lady or the young man or whoever it is is in need of help, of help and guidance. It's miraculous that right now I'm going to give you an offer. The offer is, out of God's resources, you can give $75 right now, and it's even tax deductible. It's a 501c3. You can cover the expense of one hour of the call center as they are reaching and standing by when those phones ring to save a life, to save an unborn baby. Let me give you an statistic. Right now, if you were to call this telephone number, 888-550-7577, that's 888-550-7577. If you were to call that number and say, I was just listening to Bill Bunkley, and uh, I want to take an hour, I want to take two hours, but I want to provide assistance to you as you are on the front lines of saving babies. You know that in one hour, you would, be, you would be supporting the work of about 45 calls from 45 moms all over the country. This Heartbeat International, it means international. They're global. But realize that if you would consider a one-time contribution of $75, you're really reaching out and providing that helping initial hand of life to 45 women. 
Think about that. A one-time gift of $75 to cover the cost of one hour of the call center for Heartbeat International, $75. I'm going to recommend right now, maybe you could do two hours. Two hours would be a one-time gift of $150 by calling 888-550-7577. 888-550-7577. And statistics tells us from the ministry that they're doing, you're going to be touching the lives of about 90 women or 90 calls, including some men. You can also go to our website at letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com. Click on the banner for Heartbeat International. Amazing. $150. You can touch 90 women. And when you think about this ministry, many of us, many of you, I know, we have some very fine crisis pregnancy centers. Some of them are involved with fundraising right now. But understand, this is a totally different arm of the pro-life movement. This is, this is the, the well-publicized, um, toll-free number that women can call with that unplanned pregnancy. And then they will be referred to one of, if it's, if it's a call from right here in Tampa, Sarasota, Bradenton. It's going to be referred to one of the, uh, the crisis pregnancy centers in the network right here. So we're going to have a special couple of days of emphasis because right now we have an opportunity when abortion is one of the top issues of this presidential campaign with a very radical agenda that could take over this country, when we're going to have an emphasis on the Supreme Court vacant seat and Roe versus Wade is on the front lines, what better time for you to be able to be engaged in the opportunity of the awareness of a woman with an unplanned pregnancy keeping that baby? Would you call now? $75 per hour. How much could you give this afternoon out of the resources that God has entrusted to you? Uh, This is a very fine ministry. We've checked them out. We don't do anything uh, in the first step with any of these organizations, unless we totally vent them, vent them. So this has been form of an introduction. You'll hear me talk about this more each day. But would you call and be one of the first to stand with the unborn? Stand with that woman that's calling, doesn't know what to do. Maybe you were that woman many years before, and $75 would help you, who've been in that spot, reach out to 45 other women. That is awesome. Call right now with your contribution, 888-550-7577. That's 888-550-7577. Be a part of our campaign. Join us today as we join Heartbeat International. And I'm excited because for each little soul that we save, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, the angels in heaven, believe me, the angels... As we know, they rejoice for everyone that comes to the Lord and is born again. I just know for every possibility, for a little, little unborn baby that could be aborted, if that abortion is uh, well aborted and that baby is able to come to term, hey, your gift will encourage and spark that rejoicing in heaven. Again, that number is 888-550-7577. Coming up, bottom of the hour, do you have anxiety? Josh Weedman's going to be talking about us 
about that in his new book, The End of Anxiety, The Biblical Perspective for Overcoming Fear, Worry, and Panic. I'll be right back. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. When does a person get rights? When a person is a person. All across our nation, our nation is divided. In our homes, in social media, everywhere you turn. But what is at the heart of this division? In the new movie, Divided Hearts of America, Super Bowl champion and executive producer Benjamin Watson searches for the truth. This is one of the worst possible choices that any woman and her family has to make. You'll discover why the most polarizing debate of this century boils down to the sacred dignity of human life. There is no personhood under law. We don't have that in this country. With Divided Hearts of America, you'll learn what you need to be armed to fight what divides us and come to a place of real unity with empathy, healing, and real hope. Be part of the change and watch Divided Hearts of America. Go to SalemNow.com to purchase. Go to SalemNow.com to purchase. Use promo code TAMPA for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com. Promo code TAMPA. Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here. Phone lines open at 877-943-9673. I want to talk about the spiritual aspect of last night's debate. And I know that, um, you know what was interesting? And, And I get it. People are on all sorts of different planes. And I know that these last two debates, they haven't been in the structure of, a, of an organized, orderly, a three-part sermon. I get that. And I want to be very careful here because I really love our pastors. And I really love some of the pastors that I would never name. And I'm going to try and disguise as much as possible because it was some of the postings about debate, debate number one and debate number two 
that found its way to social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And what I'm what I'm saying is sometimes we as Christians can be very, very, very judgmental. And we'll be judgmental under the banneker of discernment. Now, what was interesting, this is a composite, okay? Don't try and figure this out. It's not just one. Obviously, you know that there's a, a lot of pastors, not only here, some around the country, all around Florida. There's a lot of pastors that I'm connected with through social media. And each one of these, you know, even even some of the things I saw, I don't think they were thinking it through. But remember that when you are a leader, either of a Christian organization or a pastor or a music pastor, you know, you're in leadership. And I think the Bible is clear about expecting more out of leadership than the flock. I saw a lot of, or let's say, I saw a fair amount of derogatory posts about the First Amendment, about the First First, Amendment, first Debate. And as the debate went on, I, I saw various opinions. And by the way, I would never take away your right to your opinion. But an opinion about, oh, uh-huh. This is ridiculous. I'm not going to listen anymore to this. I'm this. I'm that. Okay, I get that. But you know, for better or worse, we are all fallen creatures. And so two fallen creatures, President Donald Trump, President Joe Biden, were on the debate stage. And yet, for the issues that are about to impact America... Abortion, marriage, family, gender, religious liberty, religious freedom. It was interesting seeing uh, some of the pastors because it was such a lively debate, a very aggressive debate. About about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, you'd see posts where, and I'm just going to paraphrase kind of a composite. Man, I'm out of here. I mean... This is ridiculous. This is this. This is that. I'm out of here. And I and I want to just suggest how many people were influenced that follow those pastors or those leaders of organizations. Because we are like sheep. We we tend to just parrot what somebody else says. Believe me, especially when it comes to politics and issues. I hear it all the time in Tallahassee. I, I can just about know what talking points they got it from. So the first one was too ruckish. And then you know what the posts were last night? Oh, man. This thing is not exciting at all. Boring. I'm going to bed. This, that, or the other. Now, first of all, hear me. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. But maybe in a non-calling out way, just, just on this platform, I just want to remind 
and, and I start with myself. I know I can get worked up over a tweet or a Facebook post, usually always on the issues. I, I try to do something that's, that's thought-provoking, so I'm talking to myself first. But for all of those who have a, a platform that has a following, especially because I, I tell you, if you don't have a following, you still should really think about what you say or do because we are all influencers of others. And instead of turning people off of a debate, even though, excuse me, it's taken an hour and a half of your time, three times every four years, and if you can't spend the time listening to it, you know what? That's your decision. But I think that we need to be rethinking as Christian pastors, both music and the pulpit, need to be rethinking uh, those of us that are head of organizations or those of us, or not me, those of you that uh, write books sharing about different aspects of the Christian faith, the Christian walk. I am just suggesting that some of the posts that I've seen for the last two debates, with all of what is in the balance, I know that these folks, if the Holy Spirit would prompt them, and I hope the Holy Spirit will work through me to prompt some folks, just rethink about how you are engaging the future of Christianity in America, the environment by which we must repent first as Christians, We've got to repent first before the non-Christians repent. And how many people that we need to maintain the best possible environment that upholds all Christian principles and values, upholds the, the widest opportunity for us to be able to share the gospel and to disciple those in the gospel. And i got to tell you, whether they're comfortable or not, these debates are important because they're shaping public opinion on the issues, and our Christian leadership needs to be on the front lines of shaping those biblical values and issues. Coming up next, from Salem Books, Josh Weedman, The End of Anxiety, The Biblical Prescription for Overcoming Fear, Worry, and Panic. That's up next on The Bill Bunkley Show. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. It's suddenly up in the air when the next presidential debate or maybe debates may take place. President Trump says he will skip next week's debate with Democratic nominee Joe Biden if it's virtual instead of face-to-face. Biden's team countered by saying the town hall event should instead be moved back a week. By Thursday afternoon, it was unclear when or how the next debates would proceed or whether voters would even get to see the two men running for the White House on the same stage again before Election Day. The back and forth started when debate organizers announced next week's event would be virtual out of health concerns after President Trump got COVID-19. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 
122 points. The Nasdaq rose 56. The S&P advanced 27. Oil up $1.24 to 41.19 a barrel. This is SRN News. How can you draw closer to God and increase your knowledge of His Word? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. By reading four chapters a day, you'll read the entire Bible in less than a year. Or pick a specific topic, such as the life of Christ or the New Testament. Choose among more than 20 free Bible reading plans from 45 to 100 days. BibleStudyTools.com lets you choose your favorite translation. Track your progress and grow your faith online at BibleStudyTools.com. Cornerstone Cornerstone is an essential service working to meet the needs of homeowners during this difficult time by following all CDC guidelines and taking extra protective steps on site. When you call Cornerstone Pros to service your AC, plumbing, electrical, or generator, rest assured that with Cornerstone, trust is a must. Learn more at cornerstonepros.com. For service like it ought to be, fair, fast, and friendly, call Cornerstone Pros. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. Three years ago, I wrote of Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's approach to judicial appointees who will respect America's founding document, saying that it was not an overstatement that the leader had saved the Constitution as we know it. With the successful confirmation of Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court, McConnell will complete the effort of repairing a great breach in the Constitution that began a half century ago when the left commandeered the courts for the purposes of legislating from the bench instead of applying the law from there. Much consequential legislation has been passed during McConnell's tenure, but it's the three new Supreme Court justices and, so far, 53 appeals court judges that mark McConnell's contribution to the nation. In the 19th century, Henry Clay, the great Kentuckian, was called the great compromiser. Today, we ought to be referring to Leader McConnell as the great constitutionalist. I'm Hugh Hewitt. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Saturday afternoons at 4. It's time for Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. God was the one that said, I will provide for you what you need. And he provided a woman, a wife. Not a honey, not a hookup, but a wife. Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. Saturday afternoons at 4 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk, AM 570 and AM 910. But you can also find encouragement on our Facebook page, WTBN AM 570 and 910. Streaming at com. Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show. You know, since March, I have been encouraging you, as your watchman on the wall all throughout Central Florida here, about uh, what was happening as the world started closing in on us because we were staying home. And uh, we have been sharing not only about uh, uh, coping with fear and anxiety day by day, but long term, 
We've also talked a lot over these last few months about learning uh, to understand what the joy of the Lord is when we are in the midst of some of these challenges. Well, I want to tell you that uh, we're going to unpack a book this afternoon that I highly recommend. It is a book from our own sister organization, uh, Salem Books, which is an imprint of Regnery Publishing. The book is called The End of Anxiety, The Biblical Perspective for Overcoming Fear, Worry, and Panic. And my guest this afternoon is the author of The End of Anxiety, uh, Pastor Josh Weedman. Now, he is married to his best friend, Molly, and they have five children. He's a senior pastor of Grace Chapel in Denver, Colorado, and he's been speaking and writing about the power of Jesus Christ for everyday life for the last two decades. Now, he is a graduate of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, Now, my good friend would call it the flagship seminary of the Southern Baptist Convention, Dr. Al Mohler. Uh, And I feel like compelled to do that because he's my friend. Uh, But also, Pastor Josh is a certified biblical counselor. And I'm excited he's with us because in this book, he is so transparent about some of the issues of anxiety that were not overnight, you know, successes and cures. He's been down this road. He can relate to you. With that, Josh Weedman, good to have you with us this afternoon. Bill, it's such an honor to be on with you. And, uh, yes, you're right, Dr. Muller would say, the Southern Baptist Seminary. So (laughs) glad to hear he's a friend of yours, and uh, I'm excited to be with you today as we talk about this important topic. It is. He's on our Salem editorial board and regular feature of the Bill Bunkley Show, but uh, I know that you come from very good stock when you come from that particular institution. Well, you know, I've been trying to share a lot about we're all in, in bad situations. And, and, Josh, for me, I was diagnosed with leukemia in 2017. I've had a bone marrow transplant. I, I'm in the process of all these drugs, trying to get through the three-year period afterwards. So I know a little bit myself about trial. I've shared that yeah. with my audience. You've had your trial. Talk about the fact that, yes, In the midst of everything, we can praise God. We can give glory to God, even though we're suffering. It's a trial. It's a hardship. Speak to that. Yeah, I absolutely believe that, Bill. And thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that part of your story. I did read a little bit about you online and get to know you that way. And again, so honored to be with you. And yeah, every single one of us has uh, trials in our life, whether it's battling leukemia or battling overwhelming emotions. Uh, Maybe it's fear of relationships going off the track or some kind of suffering that happens with our kids or those that we've been given responsibility over. We have we have so much anxiety that can reside in our hearts. And I do believe that all of our anxiety and all of our suffering can be used for God's glory. I think about the Westminster Confession that says the chief end of all things is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And the chief end of man is what it states. Well, I have to believe that means all things. That means even our suffering and even our most overwhelming emotions. So I'm very passionate to believe that in my anxiety, my suffering, the things that I've been through, uh, even as a pastor and the hard days that I've faced, that all of these are used for God's glory. And so I set out on a journey about two years ago. I started writing uh, and trying to find the end of anxiety. And I thought, we've got to find the, the end of this. We've got to find the cure for this. Mm. And as a pastor mm. and someone who dealt with it my whole life, I thought, certainly there has to be a way to make it end. 
And what I came to find out, Bill, was that it wasn't so much about ending anxiety as it was finding the chief end of anxiety. What is the purpose of all of this? And while I've been able to see God do great things and my anxiety is much more under control and there's tools and uh, the application of Scripture that have helped me in a lot of ways, uh, there's a a low level of anxiety that happens in my life pretty constantly. And sometimes it spikes up to high levels. But yes, yet God's in control of all of that. And now I understand more clearly that though this thorn in my flesh, this thing that I battle with may never fully go away, God has his ultimate end and purpose in it. And so that's something I'm passionate to communicate, not just about overwhelming emotions like anxiety, but for any suffering that we face. Mm. And because we're only scratching the surface, and uh, I've read the entire book, and I want to tell the folks that are listening, if you if you have ongoing anxiety, and you're trying very, very hard to get to that official end of anxiety, well, I'll tell you what, the book is The End of Anxiety, The Biblical Prescription for Overcoming Fear, Worry, and Panic. Pastor Josh Weedman, he has walked this. He has lived this. He's going to be sharing his testimony as he walks through the book. That's why this uh, read is so very important. And remember, class, you know, some of us veteran Christians, we have a lot of head knowledge, but sometimes it doesn't equate to heart knowledge. And to overcome fear and anxiety, it's, it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Lord, but it's also through your heart. And so that's why I want to really recommend this book this afternoon for those tough times. You know, when we get into these tough times, and now I've learned to understand, not just in head knowledge, but in heart knowledge, everything that's happening to me this moment, God is aware of. It's his permissive or his direct will, and he is with me in the midst of it, and I can usually give thanks that my situation's not worse. How do we begin to incorporate that in what you have learned uh, to really make this part of your life and not just like a read and 24 hours later it's gone and you don't have that, that sense of peace? Yeah, yeah, that's great. I, I, even this this afternoon, uh, ironically, I was on a, a class call with Dr. Moeller. Uh, I just recently rejoined the seminary just to go learn from him. And he's teaching a preaching class right now. Yeah. And we were talking about the difference about the difference between hearing the Word of God and acting on the Word of God. And I think so often what happens for Christians is, and especially related to suffering or overwhelming emotions, is that we grow in a, a high level of knowledge. We have biblical literacy. We understand what the Bible says, even phrases like Philippians that tells us be anxious about nothing. We can quote these passages, but we don't know how to apply them. And what happens is we we have a high level of knowledge, but a low level of skill, or should I say wisdom. I think really when skill and knowledge meet, we end up finding what, what is wisdom and power. And wisdom and power comes from the applied Word of God in our life. So to answer your question directly, Bill, I've really realized that in my life, if I'm going to battle against some of the things that are uh, either conditions of the fallen nature of man or the fallen condition of the world, if I'm going to battle against these things, I can't just hear Bible verses and then walk away from them without really, really ministering them down in my soul. For example, this morning I sat with all of our staff. We went through a uh, looking at Ephesians 
chapter 6, verse 10 through 18, which is the famous passage about the armor of God. But then we spent 20 minutes just applying and praying through each and every part of that and applying verse 17 and 18 that says pray for one another about these things. And we went around this Zoom call where we're all praying through each other's prayer requests and applying the scripture to our lives. And then today it's been amazing just around the office or as we've done ministry together, I've heard people mentioning, hey, I'm praying for you about that thing. Let's apply that word of God to that situation in your life. And so I'm highlighting a couple things. It's taking the word of God and applying it deep into our life, but it's also having other brothers and sisters in Christ who can help us not just live in the realm of knowledge, but apply it to our life so that we can have wisdom and power in these situations we find ourselves in. Mm. And I want to encourage you, for those of you who are in ministry, and I know if you're a pastor, you probably have uh, your two or three um, uh, editions of books that uh, you keep several at the side of your desk for your counseling. But I'm telling you what, Bible fellowship teachers, uh, deacons, all sorts of individuals, I want you to get a copy of this book, The End of Anxiety, The Biblical Perspective for Overcoming Fear, Worry, and Panic. And then I'm going to suggest you acquire a couple of three copies to just keep with you because we are in a culture now with COVID, now with the election, now with uh, everything that's happening. Man, people are just zoned out with fear and anxiety, and we haven't even gotten to our young people. And so I want to tell you, this book has, uh, just as we've been talking, you know, there are uh, 16 core principles that uh, Pastor Josh Weedman uh, will give you right off the back and right off the bat in the beginning of the book, and you know, one of the big ones I want them to comment on is, uh, you know, we can get anxiety and fear, and so what do we do? Well, let's munch down on the Twinkies. Well, let's watch that R-rated movie. Well, let's go a little deeper. Let's get that X-rated, or let's go out and maybe have some illicit sex. And boy, I tell you what, it, it's it's great. For a few moments, it feels good. It releases the pain for a few moments, but guess what? The same core issues come back. Talk about that because that is covered in uh, Chapter 6. Absolutely. There's so many ways that we go out and even self-medicate. And one of the things I talk about in the book is we have to get rid of self-help gospels or self-help things that we think that will somehow bring us a a sense of peace or good news and and that we replace the true gospel with. And you're absolutely right, Bill. And for the moment, those things sound fine. They sound like they're they're going to be able to help us, and they don't, right? They they only end up getting us further and further away from the truth of God's Word and the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I really, I think it's so so important for us to realize that what what our human nature will tell us is go into something opposite of God to deal with those overwhelming moments. But the, what the Word of God tells us is that there is a power and an endless reserve of power for us in Jesus Christ. And through, the, through us pursuing Him and finding hope in Him, we'll be able to get through our most overwhelming moments. I talk about anxiety as an overwhelming emotion. It feels like that. I've had the panic attacks. I've had the moments where it feels like I can't get past it. Um, I can't keep going even as a pastor, mm. yet alone a dad or a husband. 
But in those moments where I've been either laying in a hospital bed or laying in my bed at home or sitting with my friends at a coffee shop and the tears just keep flowing, in those moments it's where I find that when I finally declare my dependence upon Christ and not other things, that I can see the true fruit of what God's doing in my anxiety. And I can now say, after years of dealing with it, I can say, you know what, the Lord has graciously allowed me to have to deal with anxiety because it's doing something in me. Romans 8, 28 is a familiar passage to all of us. All things work together for his good. But we don't often point to verse 29, which says he's forming us into his Christ's likeness or his son's likeness that he predestined before the beginning of time. So all the suffering and things that we face, God had a plan for, and he's working all things together for the good of those who love him to make us more like his son. Mm. Now, I know the important point is we've just heard from the Scripture. But for veteran Christians, it's about making that Scripture a part of your life, not having the head knowledge but the heart knowledge. And I want to be very clear. If you have moments of anxiety and worry, this book is for you. If you have had ongoing seasons of deep anxiety, deep depression, a deep worry, you need to get a copy of this book because this will... Uh, this is a book from someone who's been where many of you have been to someone that he wants to give you that rescue uh, a hook, if you will, like a swimming pool with the power of the gospel and the Holy Spirit. You need to pick up your edition of The End of Anxiety, The Biblical Perspective for Overcoming Fear, Worry, and Panic. We've just scratched the surface. Pastor Josh Weedman is uh, the author. And Pastor Josh, thanks for being with us, and uh, uh, your book is very insightful, and thanks for spending some time with me this afternoon. Thanks, Bill. What an honor. Thanks to God's glory. God bless. God bless. I'm Bill Bunkley. Some final thoughts on today's program. Be right back. While the factories were slowing production and dealerships were running out of inventory, Moss Nissan and Moss Acura went on a buying spree. Now with over 1,000 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, Moss has one of the largest selections in the state. Before you buy elsewhere, see Moss. They'll have the vehicle you want that the other guys might not. Their goal is never to lose your business over price, with many favorable finance programs, including 0% loans with approved credit. And Moss Nissan Crystal River just received Nissan's prestigious Award of Excellence. Great job, guys. Searching for a new improved service experience? Moss service departments handle all makes and models. Moss Nissan and Acura's You Serve, You Save program, applying to vets, first responders, and active military, now includes pastors and church workers. The choice is simple. The choice is clear. The choice is here. Moss Nissan and Acura, Newport Ritchie, Crystal River, and now Florida Avenue in Tampa at MossAcura.com and MossNissan.com. My name is Bernadette, and I am a parishioner at St. Joseph's on the Brandywine. Joe Biden has been part of our parish for more than 40 years. Our sons became friends when they were in first grade. And ever since, I've known Joe and the entire Biden family. Even now, when Joe's back home, we see him at Mass on Sunday. You can tell how important Joe's faith is to him. It's what motivates everything. Joe's beliefs, his values, the kind of president Joe would be. Joe Biden knows what it means to be your brother's keeper, to care for those around you and lift up those who are suffering. Their values Joe learned from his mom and dad and from the nuns who taught Joe his Catholic faith. 
That's Joe Biden, a man guided by faith. I'm Joe Biden, candidate for president, and I approve of this message. Paid for by Biden for president. Pastors and ministry leaders, our station has been hosting jam-packed pastor events for years, and we didn't want to miss 2020 because of COVID. So we're presenting five exciting and power-packed virtual pastor appreciation events for you. Free, online every Thursday in October with speakers like Tony Evans, Alistair Begg, John MacArthur, Greg Laurie, and Chuck Swindoll. As many of our cities are going through terrible times, and you go, what's next? Finally reach bottom. You've been there. I've been there. When is the last time you poured out your soul to God for strength? With music by a number of artists, including Matthew West, Chris Tomlin, and Mandisa. Join us free online every Thursday in October. Register today at letstalkfaith.com. Keyword pastors. When does a person get rights? When a person is a person. In the new movie, Divided Hearts of America, Super Bowl champion Benjamin Watson searches for the truth about the most polarizing debate of our century. One that boils down to the sacred dignity of human life. This is one of the worst possible choices that any woman and her family has to make. Go to SalemNow.com to purchase Divided Hearts of America. Use promo code TAMPA and get 20% off. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, Let's Talk Faith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at Radio.com. Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk AM 570 and AM 910. But you can also listen using Alexa. Simply tell her to enable Faith Talk Tampa and enjoy streaming at letstalkfaith.com. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are waymaker, miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Amen. Bill Bunkley here as we... Take a few moments, especially after we've been talking about anxiety and worry and depression, and especially how widespread it is in our country today, especially among our young people. A couple final thoughts about another aspect of our life right now. We're in the height of a political season. And what happens in a political season and with many of those who are politicians? There's a lot of stretching the truth. There's a lot of not being, well, totally honest. And there is a whole lot of just flat out lying. Now, if your gift from the Lord is is a gift of a prophet. And I'm not talking about a prophet who foresees the, the future. A prophet or you have the gift of discernment. 
and you do your homework and you hear a public official say something that you go, that, that, man, she's just lying. He's just lying. That is not true. If you're not careful, you can get in the flesh and want to crawl out of that flesh. I want to leave you with a couple of three scriptures. Because perspective and looking through the lens of a Christian worldview, it changes everything. It doesn't change the fact that something was, was stated as truth that was a lie. Uh, but it's how you react and understand it. I want to share from 1 John chapter 5 and 19. Very important truth. This is absolute truth. We know that we are from God. And the whole world lies. L-I-E, lies in the power of the evil one. God has prepared us. The pagan secular world controlled by the little G God of this world, Satan, the devil himself. The whole world out there is in this process of just lying left and right, drawing from the power of the evil one. And that's truth. So how do we react? How do we react to what we're hearing in debates or the television commercials or the spin doctors. Well, also, let's back up in 1 John to 4.1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. <laughs> For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Do your homework. Drill down. Know the issues. Know who supports abortion. Know who supports the unborn children. Know who's ready to uh, support the biblical family, one man, one woman. Know who's willing to speak the truth about gender issues from a biblical perspective. And the last one I want to leave you with, going even further back. 1 John 2.4. We've got candidates. And I'm just going to share the word of God and you rightly divide who comes to your mind. 1 John 2, 4 says, Whoever, and whoever means whoever, whoever says, quote, I know him, close quote, I know him, but does not keep his commands, is a liar. Pretty tough. And the truth is not in him. Let me tell you, we've got ten commandments. We've got scriptures about life in the womb. 
We got folks who are claiming that they are very active in their faith, but yet are supporting the most extreme abortion positions. Let me say it again. 1 John 2, 4. Whoever says, I know him, our Lord and Savior, but does not keep his commands is a liar. And the truth is not in him. That also means the truth is not in her. You rightly divide that word of God, especially in every aspect from a Christian worldview and making your choices from the schoolhouse to the White House. Hey, good being with you. Be back tomorrow with Movie Guide as well as uh, Focus on the Family, our speakers. Until then, have a great evening. God bless and good night. The shelter and affection that she never found at home.